We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. Talking everything week five in the NFL. We'll take a quick look back at week four, see what went right, what went wrong. But week five main slate is our focus. I am your host, Chris Fearmaker, Stan Prince, as always, joined by my fellow OGs, Derek Farnsworth, you know him as Notorious. David Kaplan, you know him as head chopper. Chop, we'll go to you first, buddy. How's things? How was week four? Things are going well, and week four went fine. You know, as long as you keep turning a profit, it's uh, you, you can't can't go broke that way. So it was a small, small little profit, and I'll take it. That's right. Victory, as long as you're in the green. That's what we want to see. So, Notorious, how we doing, brother? How'd week four treat you? These days, uh, if it's only a small loss, it's a pretty good week for me. So uh, I'll take that. Um, I keep eating the bad chalk and getting all of my like conviction plays right. So uh, hopefully we can fix that this week. And I'd like to start a petition to keep the Cowboys out of all the main slates. They're yeah. just killing me. <laughs> uh, that's actually what helped me. I had a very good week this week. Uh, finally, it's been a rough start to the season. But uh, made a run at uh, both the big tournaments on FanDuel and DraftKings. Ended up in the top 12 uh, of both millionaire tournaments. So nice. needed needed a little bit more from Darren Waller in the fourth quarter. But it was a lot of Cowboys stacks. So it's sticking to the process, you know, like we always talk about, and eventually hit, you, you build that bankroll up a little bit, and, and you keep on down the road. So that's what we're going to do here is turn the page to week five, uh, another full slate of games here. As always, we will stick with the main slate. Uh, no Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night here. Uh, Chops got you covered with all that with the videos over on RG. So, boys, let's dive in. Uh, we'll talk some betting picks as well. Uh, we, we all kept our head above water, almost. Uh, finally turned a winning weekend this week. So uh, we'll hit on our records here in a minute. But let's get started looking at some of the games. We'll start out with Arizona and the Jets. Uh, not, a, not a great game here, but 47-point total here. Uh, Arizona road favorites coming into this one. Uh, Injury-wise, nothing major on the Arizona side of things. Jets, Darnold, separated AC joint. So he is questionable. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell may come back this week. So, Derek, we'll get started with you here. The Cardinals started out great first two weeks. Uh, this looks like a, a potential playoff team, uh, one of the better teams in the NFC. Last two weeks, not so much. I know they've been dealing with some injuries there with Hopkins uh, and the disappearance of Kenyon Drake. So speak about him. Uh, and then the Jets, we know, has just been a disaster. So uh, tough to love much over there. But what do you got here, Cardinals and Jets? Yeah, for the Cardinals, Kenny Drake just looks so bad. He's had two of the best matchups you could ask for the last two weeks and hasn't done anything with it. 
So uh, this week against the Jets, who actually have been decent uh, against the run from a DVOA standpoint, this will probably be the week he goes off. But uh, I'm not going there. It looks like Chase Edmonds is starting to get more work. Uh, Christian Kirk finally uh, caught a touchdown last week. He also drew a long pass interference penalty, so maybe he's starting to get going a little bit. Uh, but my favorite play by far in this game is going to be Kyler Murray. You know, if he hasn't been able to get it done through the air, he's been you know running the ball. Uh, he's at at least 24 fantasy points. Every game so far this season, you can pair him up with Hopkins, averaging 11 and a half targets per game. Uh, so pretty easy stack there, one of the easier ones on the board. And then for the Jets side, yeah, I mean, it looks like Flacco's going to start. They say uh, Sam Darnold's probably going to miss a game, even if he is healthy enough to play. So uh, we could see Flacco back in action. Could see Lev Bell back in action. But this is an offense that I want to avoid. You know, Crowder's been the only bright spot in the offense. But don't think I really want to play him here, even though it's a you know, game at home in a pace-up spot. I just don't want to click anybody's name from the Jets. Yeah, it's tough to get excited about anyone in this game. But, Chop, can we buy low on Kenyon Drake? Do, do we just uh, forget mm -hmm. about Kenyon Drake? I know this has been a player that's hurt a lot of people in both season-long leagues uh, and, uh, and DFS. I mean, he had the dream matchup last week against Carolina uh, and disappointed once again. So, price down to 5700 Any interest there? And can you find me any New York Jets that you like this week? I mean, I, I kind of wanted to write him off after last week, but, I, you know, I crack open the, the numbers and, like, he's getting carries, 18 carries last week. It's not like he's not – and he's getting targets in the passing game. It's not like he's, uh, you know, splitting all the time with Chase Edmonds or anything like that. He's getting his, he's getting his opportunities. So he's just one of those guys. You just got to ride it out until the big game comes. But when you – when you get the big game and you recoup a little bit, then you can get off of him after that if you feel like it because there, there will be a big game at some point and people will be off of him now. So just just ride it out. But uh, I'm along. I'm, I'm in the same train with Kyler Murray. Uh, maybe probably the number one quarterback this week for me. Hopefully Hopkins feels a little bit better physically. You know, it's uh, whatever, whatever it was last week that kept him questionable up until game time was uh, definitely something that weight on his performance so maybe he gets a little bit healthier now and and the rest of them I can forget about in this game I don't I don't need to go to a Jets player and and uh I don't need to go anywhere outside of Hopkins in the pass receiving core yeah I mean always love that combo every single week Drake I'm gonna keep an eye on the ownership it could be one of those he, he burned so many people last week that nobody wants to play him the matchup not great Derek mentioned uh, the Jets uh, if they do anything well it's stopped the run but uh, I still think you, you mentioned it, Chop. He's still getting enough work, and, and if ownership's going to check in uh, under 10%, it feels like one of those plays that, that everybody jumps off a little too quick. So, uh, Drake for me, and I don't mind the, the Kyler Hopkins stack either. Uh, Betting-wise, we got Cardinals minus seven here on the road, Chop, 47 on the total. Yeah. Oh, man. This is uh, a lock for me if – if uh, Flacco has to start this game, it's a little bit less of a lock with Sam Darnold, but I'm, I'm still putting my money on Arizona here. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Flacco reasoning, but I'm going to go the under uh, in this game. Uh, I do think the jets can somewhat keep it close. Uh, so the spreads about where it should be, but I don't know if they're going to score enough points to go over here. So I'll go under 47. Derek, what do you got? Well, statistically, one of us has to get this right because uh, I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I think Flacco is going to get the offense going a little bit, and I think the Jets or the, the Cardinals are going to score a bunch of points. All right, there we go. We got to get one right. I like it. So let's take a look at our records. Uh, last week, 
No, no, another good week, buddy. Maybe, maybe you're in the wrong field here. You need to <laughs> need to get into the get into the betting space. But seven, four, and one last week. Uh, we did have one tie with the uh, Seattle Miami over under. Both of you guys were on the over there. I uh, hit right on the number, but brings you to thirty two, nineteen, and one on the season. So a good start for you. Chop six and six last week keeps you dead even, my man. Twenty five and twenty five. Uh, and I actually put a winning week on the board, six, five, and one. Uh, still struggling down at 21, 28, and one. So hopefully we get those moving up in the right direction. So let's move on to our next game, Carolina and Atlanta. Carolina side of things, no major injuries there outside of obviously uh, Christian McCaffrey remaining out. Atlanta, Julio Jones tried to come back, uh, did not look good there, Derek. So uh, he's questionable the hamstring. Uh, you got to think they're going to sit him down. Uh, maybe the desperation that, that they're not playing well keeps him out there, but uh, really tough to play him uh, with that hamstring issue. So uh, Atlanta, small home favorites here, big total. We know these are two teams that play very little defense. So very stackable game here. Who are you seeking out in this one, Carolina and Atlanta? Yeah, for my sake, I'm hoping Julio Jones is just ruled out early in the week because uh, every time he's low owned, uh, especially at home, I just have to click his name, you know, a few years ago. He had that 300-yard receiving game against this Carolina team. Obviously, you know, different situation this time around, but they're obviously one of the worst defenses in the NFL. If he's going to be low-owned and if he's active, I'll probably take some shots on him in tournaments. If he's out, you can go to Ridley, you can go to Gage, you can go to Zacchaeus, who uh, had eight catches last week at the very minimum on DraftKings. Hayden Hurst is always fine as well. So really like the passing game offense for the Falcons. Uh, and it's a great spot for Todd Gurley, but, I mean, they just seem to be limiting his workload. You know, he was out there in a coat on the sidelines, like, late in the game. I don't really know uh, how much work he's going to get. Um, we saw Ido Smith, you know, getting some action. But um, it's still a good spot for Gurley to score some touchdowns. I just don't know if I want to click his name. And then for Carolina, I mean, Mike Davis, he continues to be Christian McCaffrey light. I was listening to the Gill cast with uh, Sammy Nate and Davis Maddock and Maddie went out here and said, uh, Christian McCaffrey, they're actually better without him. Um, I don't oh know boy. if I'd go that oh far. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he's just not expensive enough, Mike Davis. Uh, he's getting the same type of usage. Uh, he's getting a ton of targets in the passing game. Now he gets to face Falcons, who uh, we just saw what the Packers backfield was able to do to him. So, love Mike Davis. And it looks like Robbie Anderson is going to be the number one wide receiver in this offense. Uh, he's still priced similarly to DJ Moore. I think both are viable. I'll probably just lean toward the one that's going to be lower owned of the two. So uh, after everyone was getting burned by Moore last week, maybe this is the time to go back to him. But stackable game, like you mentioned. Love all the pieces. All right, Chop, I have three questions for you. One, can we, can we go back to our boy Todd Gurley here? Great matchup. This is a team that struggles against the run. Two, what do we do with DJ Moore? Three, I'm going to give you the floor on, on Davis's take here on, on Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers being better without him. So please elaborate. Can we go back to uh, Todd Gurley? Oof, man, gosh darn it. He, that's, you know, that's his type of game right there. Get, get around the goal line and, uh, and vulture the touchdowns. It's what he does best these days. And it's something that Atlanta's really good at on offense is getting down there and then and then giving it to the running back. So yes, I think you can. I think you can play Mr. Gurley. Uh, what was the second question? DJ Moore, yes or no? Six K oh, on DraftKings. Let me tell you. I tell you what. I was just running and looking over uh, the blitz on Sunday morning, and I just it was like, wow, so much love for DJ Moore, and there's just so much love around the industry for DJ Moore. And to this point, I just don't. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's 
Robbie Anderson is the number one guy right now. I don't know that that's a fluke. So, uh, and he's just as cheap as DJ Moore. Man, that's so that's a tough one. I mean, there'll be a blow up week for DJ Moore at some point, but just, I mean, throughout the course of the sixteen games, Robbie Anderson looks like the guy who's going to be just slightly better week in and week out. So I don't know. Yeah, you could take a shot because they're both fine, but especially in this matchup. But I don't. And as far as that. That other take, I'm not even going to justify. I'm not going to justify a response to that. Give me a break now. I mean, come on, now. that's just ridiculous. But I'm I'm with Derek. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and pick this thing apart. Every single player in this game, top to bottom on these offenses, are in play. Just check your injuries to see what Julio does, because if he's out, you bump up Ridley and Gage even more. But everybody's in play in this game. Yeah, I think a lot of people may shy away from Ridley. I mean, a, a bagel uh, Monday night uh, against my Packers. So that could lead to all low ownership. And for me, DJ Moore, it's going to be as simple as when do people finally bail on him and I can get him low owned. I mean, seeing him at, at 20, 25% projected ownership last week uh, was a tough pill to swallow. But Robbie Anderson had more targets last week than DJ Moore has in the last two weeks combined. So uh, you're right. It's been the Robbie Anderson show, but if we can get DJ Moore alone, I don't know that that happens this week. Uh, that's kind of what I'm waiting on uh, to jump back on board. All right, Chop, we have Atlanta minus three here at home, 53 and a half on the total. Yeah, they seem like they're dead in the water, but I'm going to give Atlanta one more shot here. Give me Atlanta. I'm going to take the over here. Uh, uh, Carolina's been playing well, so I, I think this will be a competitive game. But these defenses are uh, both uh, lacking. I, I don't know if they're going to stop the other team. So I'm going, to, I'm going to go over here. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I've been out of the accounting industry for a while. But uh, if the Panthers score 30-plus and the Falcons score 30-plus, I think that uh, adds up to being the over. That's why you are the winning sports better here among us, uh, buddy. That's good <laughs> math right there. So let's move on. Uh, we got the Rams traveling to Washington to take on the football team. Uh, Rams coming off a, a kind of a, a lackluster win against the Giants. They had this huge team total, and uh, they end up getting it done, but it was ugly. Uh, the football team obviously lost to Baltimore. Uh, no major injuries on the Rams side of things. Washington either. Uh, teams look pretty healthy here uh, outside of Cam Akers. We'll see. I think he's expected to return. So, Chop, that's my first question to you. Rams running backs. I, 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 I lit. I got it trapped in the Rams running backs. I believed in Daryl Henderson. Uh, it bit me in the ass on a lot of my teams. Uh, so now you add another guy back in there. Do we, do we just write that off? I know you've been saying that uh, pretty much every week. And in Washington, this is basically the, the Terry McLaurin show. Antonio Gibson uh, looked good last week, starting to take over that backfield. So uh, Rams and football team, Chop, what do you got here? Yeah, the the uh, backfield is a is a pass for me. Just uh, just when you think you think Daryl Henderson's gonna take control of it, you know, uh, all of a sudden uh, Malcolm Brown comes in and plays a bunch of snaps and gets a bunch of carries, and now Cam Akers is back, and eventually it's gonna be his backfield. But I don't want to do that coming off of an injury, so it's a hard pass on the backfield. I like the passing game, even though Jared Goff can get a little bit shaky on the road. So uh, on outdoor stadiums like that, I, I, yeah. Uh, but I'll still give him a shot here. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup looking good. Higby always a threat for touchdowns. And on the flip side, there's only one guy I would play on that team. And I'll play him every week, almost no matter the matchup. And that's Terry McLaren. But everybody else is – Antonio Gibson's getting interesting, but I'm still not there yet. But 
Terry McLaren is the one guy. So, Chop, no worries about Jalen Ramsey there. Uh, the thing about McLaren is so much of it comes in garbage time when, you know, it's it's the game's already been decided. So, I, I'm not going to worry. I think they back off a little bit, and that's when he eats up his five catches on the last drive or whatever he does. All right, Derek, let's go over to you. This game, I, I'm just having a hard time finding much of anything here that, that I like. I mean, you could always make a case for these Rams receivers, but you're guessing there, the running backs we've hit on. Uh, McLaurin, the, the only guy on the, on the Washington side, but he gets Ramsey. So uh, your thoughts here, uh, L.A. and Washington. Yeah, I'm with you. We could play all the guys in the last game, and this one just doesn't have much. Uh, I'm fine with McLaurin in tournaments. Uh, the one-on-one matchup, he could easily win against Jalen Ramsey. I haven't seen Ramsey's you know, PFF grades this season. They're probably pretty good, um, but one-on-one, uh, especially late in the game, like Top mentioned, I'm okay with that. And then, yeah, Sean McVay got me hook, line, and sinker last week with Daryl Henderson. That was uh, that was pretty bad watching Brown getting all that work. So going to be avoiding that situation. And as you mentioned, uh, Goff's just going to hook on to one of these wideouts uh, each and every week, Woods, Cup, Higby. Statistically, the matchup sets up best for Higby, but don't really feel great about anyone in this game. Yeah, if anything, Gibson could be worth a shot. I mean, the Rams have struggled against the run 28th in DVOA through the first month. So uh, I wish he would get a little bit more work. We started to see the pendulum swing a little bit. Uh, still cheap on DraftKings. So uh, we'll see. Uh, early on here in the week, he's interesting. Uh, as we get closer to Sunday, he might be a guy I'm more interested in playing here in this matchup. Derek, we have Rams minus eight and a half here. So big favorites on the road, 45 and a half on the total. Yeah, I don't like either one. Uh, I'm going to abstain from this one. Abstaining. Oh, look at, that's how you keep a pristine record right there. You don't, you don't uh, degen games like this. Chop, uh, what do you got here? Rams minus eight and a half, 45 and a half. Well, I'll tell you what. It's, uh, I'm going to need to check the injury report because I want to see the status of Chase Young. That's going to be – if he plays, I would have some interest in Washington – uh, as of now, I'll go with the under in this game since I don't have that information. I'm going to go with Washington here. I'm going to I'm going to take the oh, points here. Man, yeah, I'm going to. Yep. I, I have a feeling he's going to be back. That certainly helps. But uh, I think the spread a little too high here. So give me the old football team here with the points. Uh, next game for us. Hoping we get this game in. And, and as of this recording, we have great news. Uh, Tennessee back to back days with no positive tests. So it sounds like they may be able to open things back up here as of Wednesday. Uh, they have Buffalo coming into town here. So I did not find a spread on this game uh, for good reason. I'll try to dig around, see if I can find something, but uh, let's cover it here from a DFS perspective here, Chop. Uh, assuming this game goes, uh, no major injuries outside of Zach Moss, uh, kind of a surprise inactive uh, against the Raiders last week. So we'll see if he's back with that toe injury, Tennessee, Obviously, we have a lot of COVID questions. You know, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. So uh, anything in that uh, area you can cover. But uh, let's cover this game. DFS, Buffalo, Tennessee, who are you looking at? Uh, for Buffalo, they've, put the, they, they've got a really nice offense this year. I'm going, I'm going with uh, the, all, the, all the characters here. Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs. You can sprinkle in a GPP serving of a John Brown share or a Cole Beasley share. Somebody else will catch a touchdown outside of Stephon Diggs. Maybe it's a Gabe Davis again. So you got that going. And Singletary's, uh, it's going to depend on Zach Moss. If he comes back, then I don't want this. I don't want any backfield. If, he, if he's not back, I'll take Singletary again. 
the Tennessee side is interesting because the Buffalo side has these pieces on defense that make you think they're good and they've been good, but the offense is so good, it's, it's actually booing the production of the opposing offense and hurting their defense's numbers. Like, like uh, the, the running defense looks good, but they haven't faced anybody except for Daryl Henderson, who got 100 yards on them. But, I mean, I'm not Miles Gaskin, Le- Le'Veon Bell, those other running backs they face. That, those are empty. Those are good numbers for the Buffalo defense, but they're empty because of the competition. They've uh, allowed 100 yards to Jamison Crowder, Cooper Cup. They've given up some 76 to Isaiah Ford. Like, they can be had. So, I don't mind Derrick Henry pounding the ball. I don't mind Tannehill. I don't mind A.J. Brown. They at least, at the very least, these guys should be nice and well-rested. I mean, Derrick Henry, 7000 is way too cheap. That really stands out. You know, the guy that the price somehow has fallen. I mean, 7500 was the previous low this season on DraftKings was 7800 uh, in that week three game against Minnesota. So why the price would drop, and maybe it is the matchup, but Buffalo hasn't exactly been great against the run, like you said, uh, DVOA-wise 20th uh, in that department. So sign me up for some Derrick Henry here. I agree with the Buffalo side. Offense looks great. I, I think they've exceeded everybody's expectations uh, from Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. So uh, maybe a little stack there. Uh, Allen, Diggs, uh, and run it back with Derrick Henry on the other side, uh, uh, hoping Tennessee establishes a lead. Uh, and Buffalo's forced to throw even more than they have been. So, uh, Derek, your thoughts here, uh, Bills and Titans? Yeah, I really like those three guys that you just mentioned. Uh, Allen and Diggs on the one side. You know, Allen's had at least 25 fantasy points in all four games this season. You're basically getting a quarterback one uh, mixed with an RB2, and he's getting all the goal line carries, which is awesome. Uh, and he's pretty easy to pair up with Diggs, so I like that. And then the Titans haven't been able to practice. Uh, they're playing at home in a really big game. So, yeah, they're going to feed the rock to Derrick Henry. He's averaging 30 opportunities a game, six red zone touches a game. Uh, love the spot for him. So, yeah, give me those three. All right, and we will all abstain from this game. I can't find a spread anywhere with good reason. I've looked around, so uh, we will all pass on this one uh, and move on. Next game, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, the Battle of Pennsylvania here, Philly. Uh, showing some life, you know, goes out to San Francisco and gets the W. Pittsburgh uh, obviously had that postponed game with Tennessee last week. No major injuries here, Derek, outside of the Philadelphia receivers. You know, we'll see what happens with Alshon, uh, Deshaun Jackson. We'll see if their receiving core is back in tow here. Uh, and we know Dallas Goddard on IR. So uh, Pittsburgh looks good. They're a seven-point home favorite here. The defense has been great. Uh, do you trust this Philly offense? And then uh, Steelers side of things, sounds like Deontay Johnson going to be back. Do we want the running game here, the passing game, or both here against this Philly defense? How about the Eagles leading the division, one, two, and one? Uh, I was when they went for the tie in that game. Uh, I thought it would backfire on them, but now they're now they're leading the division. So who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, as far as their offense, really tough spot. Steelers, one of the better pass defenses, one of the better run defenses. So you can take a shot on Ertz with Goddard out, but that's pretty much it for me. Then on Pittsburgh side, you know, home favorites, got to like James Conner. You know, they've always had a workhorse running back. Uh, he's dominated the snaps each of the last two weeks. He's a pretty good bet for 20-plus touches, so I like him. And Deontay Johnson, I mean, he's been the wide receiver one in this offense, and he's still cheaper than Juju. So if he's back, uh, I'll probably lean him over uh, Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I love that value. You know, and hopefully people are afraid. He's coming off an injury. He doesn't see the ownership uh, that he should, but – uh, still remains too cheap. Not quite down in the, the 4,500 range that he was, but 5,600, a uh, good value there and 1,100 cheaper uh, than Juju. So I agree with you there. 
on Deontay as well as James Conner, maybe even the Pittsburgh D. I mean, Wentz looked a little bit better last week, but uh, I wouldn't say he was a superstar. So uh, plenty of pairings you can go with Pittsburgh. Uh, Chop, uh, interest in those guys and then Philadelphia. Are we just hands off here with Philly or you got anything you like there? I am hands off with Philly this week. No, I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, and on the Pittsburgh side, really, I mean, I'm not going to fault anybody for any any of the guys you said, you know, Connor and all those guys. But for me, when I narrowed down my player pool by Sunday morning, I would probably only have Deontay Johnson from this game in it. Outside, right. of, the, outside of the defenses. Oh, the D looks good for sure. 3,800, though. Big price to pay on the Pittsburgh D. What about a betting pick here, Chop? Any more interest there? Steelers minus seven and 44 and a half on the total. Yeah, I mean, something's just telling me not many points in this game. That's why I really don't like it from the DFS side. So I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. Uh, again, Philly looked better last week, but I, I still think Pittsburgh's a much better team here. The defense uh, should win the day. So give me Pittsburgh. Uh, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I like both your bets. I will take the Steelers and the under. Okay, double dip there. So hopefully our man on the sheet uh, can hook us up here. Uh, Mike Lynn is our man on the sheet. So again, thank you to him. Uh, Derek going with the double pick. I like it. So next game, Cincinnati and Baltimore cruising right along here on the DFS OGs pod. Thank you as always for tuning in, guys. Uh, Bengals, uh, big win. Joe Burrow's first win against your Jags, Derek. Uh, and a shootout in that game. A, a lot of pieces in that game went nuts. Now they travel to Baltimore here. A tough spot, big underdogs, but a big total here uh, at 51. So, Derek, are we buying Joe Mixon? Are we buying Burrow? Or is this just a matchup we don't want to play these guys coming off a big game? Uh, and then Baltimore, uh, you know, Lamar looked okay. You know, they got the numbers. Andrews found the end zone a couple times. But uh, do, do they get it going even more here? Are we going to buy back in the, to Hollywood Brown? A lot of questions on both sides here. What do you got, Bengals and Ravens? Well, Joe Mixon is a great example of why, you know, first impressions can often be the best ones. You know, he was my favorite running back play early in the week last week. Ended up getting off of him. Uh, for a lot of other guys, I was worried about his pass catching involvement and all that. Uh, just did a little bit of a too deep dive into the stats and should have just played him against the Jaguars. Uh, should have been easy money. But I uh, won't be playing him this week against the Ravens. Also not going to be playing Burrow. You know, T, T. Higgins definitely taking over as a deep threat. But uh, this secondary from Baltimore is very good. Uh, if anybody's going to get the work, it's probably going to be Tyler Boyd underneath. But I think I will be fading the Bengals. And then on Baltimore's side, yeah, I mean, I love this offense because we know what to expect. It's going to be Lamar Jackson. He's one of the only quarterbacks that's actually going to produce in blowouts because he gets those carries late in games. I think this is going to be his biggest uh, fantasy outing of the season so far. I uh, like pairing him up with Andrews, but uh, Marquise Brown is probably going to be the guy I go to more often this week. He was tackled at the one, and then he missed a few deep targets over the last couple weeks. I mean, one of those, and he's uh, gone for a touchdown. So I think the big plays coming, maybe even a couple of big plays against this secondary. So love the spot for Lamar and Marquise. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page. I'm not touching that backfield. It feels like the Rams. There's just too many guys there that aren't getting enough work. Plus, you're competing with Lamar Jackson. As far as Brown, Love that call. And at 6,300, people may not want to pay that price. Did see eight targets, looked pretty good last week. But uh, you mentioned it. We haven't seen the ceiling. This could be the time we see the ceiling with this big total game. So a uh, great call there. Chop, what do you got here? Bengals and Ravens. Yeah, on that Baltimore side, I'm, I'm with you. Lamar, Marquise, Mark Andrews, all in play. The backs, I don't think there's been a running back this year that's exceeded 10 carries in a game for them. So that's how – and they've had some really – 
cupcake matchups with uh with blowouts too like last weekend and still no nobody for 10 carries or more so that's a hard pass you got a nice three-headed monster though on the flip side I have a lot of interest in Joe Burrow here for some reason this week I mean I'm looking at I know Baltimore's got a good defense but uh if you're playing catch up that's number one right there and then secondly like you look at you know Haskins in garbage time mode last night, hit the 300-yard bonus, or last week, hit the 300-yard bonus on him. Obviously, Mahomes crushed him that one week. Deshaun put up 275 on him. So I think they can be had here, even if it's garbage time. That That's going to equal some stats right there. All stat, Those stats all count the same, you know, at, on the final DK score. So it's just a matter of what, what target he's going to get it to, and I'm kind of in that same boat with Tyler Boyd. So I would take Tyler Boyd as the pairing there. And this would be the week uh, uh, pass on Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, that that's a great call. Uh, nobody's going to have it. And I love when people make that argument, oh, it's garbage time. Like, it all counts the same. Like, who cares if it's garbage time or not? So uh, that that's an interesting one, Chopped. They, they've given up some numbers through the air. So you might be on to something there. How about a betting pick here, Chop? Baltimore minus 13 and a half at home, 51 on the total. It's, it's – uh... Such a big number, and I think Burrow is actually a quality quarterback, even though he's still young. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Cincinnati here. I'm also gonna go with Cincy. You know, they're playing with some confidence here. You know, they they've gone on the road and played well. That the game in Philly, and we know Philly's not great, but uh, they hung in there. I think they can do enough uh, to keep this game close enough. And that whenever it's 13 and a half, it, it always feels like they want you to take that favorite as well. It's not 14. I'm not buying it. I'm going Cincinnati. Derek, what do you got? I will take the over. You know, I kind of like Chop's argument of getting some garbage time uh, points for the Bengals, and I really like the Ravens' offense. And honestly, I'm all for uh, adjusting the scoring. If you're down more than 14 points, you should only get like half the fantasy value. There you go. That I've been getting sense. burned by the Cowboys way too often. <laughs> well, good news. They're not on the main <laughs> slate. Oh, yeah, they are on the main slate. I forgot. Yes, we get we get the Cowboys here towards the end. So, uh, all right, bet. We made our betting picks. We're moving on to Derek, your Jacksonville Jags next up for us. Uh, going to Houston, the big story here. They finally did it. They finally can Bill O'Brien, the GM, the coach. He is out. Uh, Romeo Cornell, I don't know how much of an upgrade that is, but uh, they're still moving on from Bill O'Brien here. Uh, so they get a good spot here. The Texans at home against Jacksonville, injury wise, uh, nothing major on the Jacksonville side of things. Tyler Eifert. Uh, with a concussion, he hasn't been doing much anyway. Houston side of things, same thing. A tight end banged up Jordan Aikens uh, dealing with a concussion. So both teams coming off losses here, Derek. No Bill O'Brien. I, I think it's like shackles off <laughs> yeah. of this team, off of this offense, off of Deshaun Watson, who I am very, very high on this week. Uh, we'll see what the ownership looks like. But I know a lot of people were on him last week. Uh, didn't exactly put a put a huge performance on the board. So uh, that's what I'm going to keep an eye on. But I, I really like the spot for this Texans offense. Yeah, that interview after the game with Bill O'Brien was great. Uh, talking about how they need to run the ball even more when they were down like two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they finally got rid of him. Uh, this is the bounce back spot of the century. Not only getting rid of him, but getting to face the Jaguars. Dead last DVOA against the pass. Uh, it's time to let Deshaun Cook. Um, yeah, love him. You pair him up with Fuller. You can go back to Cooks, who burned everyone last week. And Cooks is one of those guys that you want to play when he's low-owned, not when he's highly-owned. Um, and a lot of people were playing him in, like, cash games, which 
didn't make a lot of sense to me. Not that I made a ton of great decisions uh, last week myself, but I wasn't on cooks and cash. So love the entire uh, Texans offense and for the Jaguars. They're in a good spot as well. Um, we're seeing James Robinson take over that RB1 role. Uh, he ran a route on over 50% of Minshew's dropbacks. So he's actually getting more pass work than Chris Thompson. Plus he's getting the rushing work as well. Uh, DJ Chark was back. He looked great. Caught two touchdowns. Texans defense is not good. So this is another shootout. Um, I like both sides. And yeah, this one and the Panthers game seem like the, the two best games of the week from a DFS perspective. Yeah, I love the Robinson call. Houston has really struggled against the run, one of the worst teams in the league. So, you know, it's another one of those, you know, stack with, with Watson. Fuller, you run it back with, with Robinson. Uh, you just hope they don't get blown out too much if they stay competitive. That workload has been great. And I think people still scoff at, at paying 6700 for James Robinson. But it's basically Leonard Fournette from last season. He, he's getting the same amount of work. So erase the name. Look at the production. Look at the matchup. Uh, and he may still be underpriced at, at that number. So uh, he's a big favorite of mine here as well this week. Shop, a big game here. Lots of plays in this game. Uh, what do you got here, Texans and Jags? Yeah, I find this one interesting. It's just it's intriguing because uh, on the Jacksonville side, uh, yeah, I think, they sh- I think they should score some points. I do like James Robinson. I like Minshew. Now, in general, I'm extremely bullish on DJ Shark. But the Houston Texans have a very good cornerback that has done really well against outside number one wide receivers. You know, I don't think he goes into the slide. It's Roby. He goes into the slide, but uh, two yards. Juju, 43 yards. Those were total yardage against the Texans. Now, last week, Adam Thielen is the number one, but Adam Thielen gets in the slot a lot. So, you know, I don't know if I'm all in on Shark this week, but I do think Minshew puts it up. So, so if somebody's going to get it, Cole, maybe it should not look really good last week. I could go with one of those guys. And on the other side, the Houston Texans look great. Deshaun, his targets, Fuller Cooks are fine. I would even play a little David Johnson on DraftKings. I wouldn't play him on FanDuel because I don't think he's going to run for very much, but he's going to catch some passes. So David Johnson on DK is fine. All right, Chop, we got Houston minus six, big total here at 54 and a half. All right, this has got to be like, like you guys said, the shackles are off, rejuvenation, we're free of Bob. Let's, let's put it on Jacksonville. So give me Houston minus the six. I agree with you completely, but I'm going to go the over here. I, I think the offense is going to look great. I still think that defense is terrible. Uh, Jacksonville's going to be able to score some points here. We've seen a lot of games go way over the, these 50-point totals here. So I'm going to do Derek's math. If both teams score 40, it's an easy over. So I'm going with the over 54-and-a-half. Derek, what do you got? Do they have uh, adjusted totals like they do lines? <laughs> I, I, could, I could find some, yeah. And, and there's always that money line, Derek. That, that's... Oh, man. Uh, no, uh, smash the Texans in this one. All right, hit that. Uh, what, what's your boy's name? Zazzy? Is that right, Chop? We'll yeah, Zazzy. Was we need a? That's a. Those are ladder picks on the totals, man. That's right. Oh, we need a ladder pick on here. You want? The, you want that ladder? All right. We'll yeah, get we, we, ladder. I, need a, I need a ladder here on the totals. Just, just hit them all the way up to to sixty five. So there you go. All right, last game here in the early window. We do get four late games, so we're getting there. It's a, a little bit better of a spread, but we got Vegas uh, traveling to KC here. Uh, Vegas, uh, tough loss at home to Buffalo. Uh, the Bills kind of ran them over there. Kansas City got it done on Monday night against New England. Uh, injuries are all on the, on the Vegas side of things. You know, Ruggs, Edwards, uh, we're out again. 
Uh, Jalen Richard questionable with an ankle. Maybe that leads to more. Josh Jacobs in the backfield uh, catching passes. But uh, Chop, uh, we know Kansas City's a juggernaut here. Uh, big home favorites once again. Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Clyde. Always a lot of choices to make with this Kansas City team. Any strong leans there? And then who do we run it back with on the Vegas side? You know, Kansas City is so boring for DFS. Hey, you know, everybody's priced up appropriately and, you know, and they're all solid plays on any given week. So, yeah, just like you said, Patrick, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, who needs a good nickname because, you know, we don't want to pronounce Clyde Edwards-Hilaire every time. Tyree Kills in play, Travis Kelsey, they're all, they're all fine. And then you're going to get either one of Watkins, Hardman, Robinson is going to catch a one-off touchdown, but not do much else with it. So, you know, like three catches for 25 yards and a touchdown. So I don't even know if they if you need to worry about them, but they're just boring because they're priced up appropriately and they're, and they're they're all in play. The Raiders, I don't have much interest because I was I was actually I told somebody last night. I don't know if you can find it at a sports book, but if there is a prop for the Kansas City Chiefs to finish this season undefeated, I might take that at the right odds because they've got the talent on defense to get it. We know about their offense. Their defense is so good that I think if they really applied themselves and really wanted to later in the year when, you know, when you should be mailing it in and you've wrapped up home field advantage, if they want to apply themselves, I think they can finish undefeated. They're that good, especially on defense. So I don't really have much interest in Vegas here, to be honest with you. I mean, maybe Darren Waller because he's the focal point of their offense. But, you know, those guys who got that, big Josh Jacobs game in week one, you know, counter, counter uh, blessings, man, because he is who, who we thought he was. He's just kind of a, a man back. He's all right. He's not great. And I think Casey shuts him down. Derek, Kansas City, I mean, Chop talked about Jacobs there, and I'm intrigued because this is definitely a run funnel. Kansas City number one uh, in the league against the pass this season, which is kind of surprising uh, looking at the numbers. But here they are, 27th against the run, though. The problem is – we generally don't like targeting our running backs as 14-point underdogs, especially guys that, that aren't really involved in the passing game. So can we play Jacobs, or is that more of a, a run back? It doesn't even feel like a run it back. I mean, if Kansas City uh, gets on a roll here, you know, Jacobs could be rendered useless. So uh, the numbers say to play him. I, I, don't, I don't feel like it's a good play, though. So uh, talk about Jacobs, the Raiders side of things, and then Chop basically hit on what, what I'm feeling with Kansas City is they're – I mean, yeah, you can get blow-up games from these guys, but you got to pay for it. I think Clyde, the guy that I, I'm most interested here, just because they are big home favorites. So break it all down. The running backs, the Kansas City offense, anything else on the Vegas side that's interesting? Yeah, I'll always side with volume over matchup for a running back. Um, and I just don't know the volume's going to be there if the Raiders get down early. You know, I like the spot for Jacobs last week, kind of a similar run-funnel matchup. But uh, they just didn't get anything going on the ground. So I'll pass on Jacobs. Um, it could be some garbage time for Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, if Ruggs and Edwards are out again. So maybe mix them into your MME lineups. And Kansas City, agree with you guys. Um, all the dudes are in play, but none that really stick out uh, on a weekly basis. I do like CEH. He's had 25, 16, 25, and 19 touches the first four games. Raiders, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. So has big favorites at home. Maybe this is the game he finally gets a few touchdowns. All right, Derek, we got Kansas City, minus 12 and a half, 56 and a half. A big total here uh, in Kansas City. Uh, what's the, the 12 and a half is just a weird spread. You don't see, you know, 12s very often, but uh, I'll still take the Chiefs at home. 
I'm taking the Chiefs as well. It's, the Raiders just feel like they're going back down the down the toilet. Uh, they, they looked promising in that game against the Saints, but uh, looked terrible last week against Buffalo. Give me the Chiefs here. Chop, what do you got? Man, what a what a weird. I've already said the under like several times. It's it's odd, but you know if, you, if you're telling me this is the number one pass defense and a run funnel, running means eating the clock. If you can even get to that point, KC has is very deliberate in their offense and has no desire to really be out there and play around with the Raiders. So I'm taking the under. Chop, KC may score 56 on their own here. <laughs> I, but, you know, they can score 56 any week. They just – they get bored, don't they? It feels like unless it's a game against Baltimore or something, they just get bored. Oh, so it's, I'm, it's I'm thinking – too easy. I mean, they, they, you know, they could put up four touchdowns in the first half and then just totally – grind Edward Tolaire in the second half. That's a very much what they pretty much want to do anyway. Yeah, and and the worry is if they get up too big, maybe we start seeing Darrell Williams, uh, Darwin Thompson, guys like yeah. that, and it kind of takes away from, you know, Clyde's possible ceiling. I, I love the matchup for him. Uh, definitely a guy going to be in my player pool, but uh, just something to keep in the back of your head. Uh, maybe they don't want to work him too hard if they do get up big. So, uh, all right, moving on to the afternoon session, four games. Uh, starting at 405, we'll start with Miami uh, off that home loss uh, to Seattle, traveling to San Francisco. Uh, take on the Niners, also lost at home to Philly. Uh, no line on this one either. And I think it's Jimmy G is questionable here. They don't know who the quarterback's going to be. So another game we're going to abstain from the bets. We don't have a spread, uh, but we do have the DFS here, Chop. So uh, Miami, how long can the Fitz, pa- Fitz Magic Show continue here? Uh, are we getting closer to two a time? Uh, any interest in this Dolphins team? And then the Niners, uh, Mostert may be back. Uh, that's something you're going to have to keep an eye on with those running get, running backs. Uh, Debo, uh, a week under his belt. He looked good in limited snaps. Uh, Kittle looked amazing. So uh, kick off the afternoon here, Slade, here, Chop, Miami and San Francisco. Yeah, if, uh, if, if Fitzpatrick has very many more games like he just had, then, yeah, he, he'll be out of his job pretty quickly, but I, I don't think they want to throw Tua into the Wolves, especially not against San Francisco. Uh, so uh, he's safe for now, but I, I don't know if I want to take too much against Frisco. I know they're a little bit banged up on defense, but traveling on the road for Miami in this game, I don't think that that's something I want to attack. So maybe Jasicki is about the only one. I don't know. Uh, as far as Miami on the flip side there, I guess we can go back to Jarek McKinnon, as long as and Kittle, as long as uh, Debo is healthy and Ayuk is healthy. I I don't think there's going to be enough for those guys that I want to roster them week in and week out. So I'll stick to the running game, which is McKinnon, and the surefire number one receiver, which is Kittle. All right, Derek, what do you got here? I'm pretty much with Chop. I, I may take a, a piece or two from this game, but it, but it feels one like one I don't want to go crazy on here. Maybe the Niners' defense uh, could be in play here. Uh, we know Fitzpatrick can turn the ball over, but uh, not a ton in this game standing out for me. How about yourself? I do like the Niners' defense call. Um, even though they've been banged up, like you guys mentioned, they're still six in total DVOA defensively. And they're top 10 in uh, fantasy points allowed to every position. So they've still done a nice job on the defensive end. I don't have a ton of interest in the Dolphins. And then for the Niners, yeah, I mean, we saw Jared McKinnon really take over the backfield last week. He played 67 snaps, uh, and then Jeff Wilson only got six. So if Mostert's out again, then I would love uh, to load up on McKinnon. Uh, fine with Kittle. 
Uh, that's pretty much it for me, though. And honestly, does Jimmy G really make that big of a difference on the spread? What's he worth? Like half a point? That, that's what I was saying. Like, it should be the same spread whether he's playing or not. But yeah. uh, Mullins didn't look good. Maybe it's uh, C.J. Beathard, old beat hard back, beat back hard. in the mix here. <laughs> but uh, uh, and, and Jeff Wilson, really, you know, everybody loves to hear the, the season-long sob stories. But I had a league I needed like three and a half points out of Jeff Wilson to win. And yeah, we know how that went. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what that backfield looks like. But if Mostert's back, it obviously throws a wrench in McKinnon. So uh, keep an eye on that. So no betting picks available for that game. We'll move on to our next one. Denver uh, travels to New England here. Uh, Denver coming off a win in New York against the Jets. Uh, Brett Rippon was all right. I mean, had some turnovers. Three interceptions is not great, but did make some good throws. Injury-wise, uh, Noah Fant not looking likely to play here. Uh, and K.J. Hamler dealing with a hamstring injury. New England side of things, tough loss in Kansas City. But good news is Damian Harris steps in, chop, and, and looks great. I mean, Sony Michelle hits the IR. Uh, we've been waiting for Damian Harris, hit the 100 yards uh, against the Chiefs. So any interest there, the rest of this offense, we'll see if Cam is back. I, I wouldn't expect him back this quickly, but uh, he's obviously a question, and we have no line here as well, uh, and that's the reason why. But uh, DFS-wise, Chop, Broncos, Patriots, what are we looking at? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question in the eight-team fantasy league is do I pick up Damian Harris or do I use that number one waiver wire spot on Josh Kelly? That's a good one. I don't know. That's a tough call right there. But, I mean, Harris looked good. He's got the pedigree. So, you know, Sony Michelle's days may be numbered. But uh, if Cam Newton's not back at quarterback – I don't think I have any interest in any of these guys. I mean, I don't even think I have interest in Damian Harris if Sony Michelle is active too, because we just don't know how it's going to play out. So that's ugly. This game in general is ugly. I'll save I'll save you time. I have no interest in Denver either going on the road facing a New England defense that just came off a loss to uh, Kansas City here this past Monday night. So I don't have much interest in this game at all. All right, real quick for your A-teamer, I say pick up Harris, uh, the char- the Chargers. I think you're going to see a split with, with Justin Jackson back in the mix there with Kelly and Jackson. So I do like Harris. And Sony Michelle was placed on the IR chop, so we get a couple uh-huh. weeks without having to worry about him. Uh, looks like Harris can be the guy, but you, you still have Burkhead and, and White, and so it's always a, a frustrating situation there. But, uh, Derek, let's get over to you here. Interest in Damian Harris or the rest of the Patriots. Let's assume Cam is out. I don't think he'll be ready this quickly. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and Denver, I, I'm, I'm pretty much a chop. I, I don't see much on this team. Once Fant went out, he was really the only guy I had interest in. Uh, if he's not going to go, I'm having a hard time here with Denver. So, uh, Derek, Denver, Pat, Patriots, what do we got? Yeah, Cam Newton's not even listed in the DraftKings player pool this week, so uh, maybe they'd know that he's not going to play. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, tough to get excited about anyone in this game. I'm fine with Harris. I'd like to see him get some pass game work a little bit. You know, he had 17 rushes for 100 yards, didn't get a target, but certainly looked good. And, you know, playing at home, I'm okay with him as a value play. He's only 4,300. If he finds end zone a couple times, he'll get there even on a full PPR site like DraftKings. That's pretty much it for me. Uh, I know the you know Patriots have struggled a bit against receivers, but they do have a good secondary and you know rookie. I don't even or not even a rookie quarterback. What is Rippin? Uh that's a chop question. Chop's the uh, college like, football guy. I think it's his second year. Like two, yeah, two years in. He was playing college football two years ago. So there you go. So I, I don't trust him on the road. So I don't really want to play him against the secondary. So pretty ugly game. 
Yeah, I mean, a Harris-Patriots-D combo, but the Patriots are the most expensive D. That's 4200 uh, for the New England D. So uh, maybe that helps make them contrarian. A lot of people love to pay down. And Harris, probably more of a fan to a play. You mentioned it, Derek. His, his lack of involvement in the passing game uh, and the touchdown upside just plays so much better uh, over on FanDuel. So no line here. We're going to abstain again. So let's move on uh, to our next game. Two games left here. In week five, we get the Giants and Chops Dallas Cowboys. Derek's a nemesis here uh, on the main slate. Uh, Giants look terrible once again. They did hang in there with the Rams, but I just can't muster up any offense. And then Dallas, it's just been a bonanza here. So, Derek, we'll start with you. You, 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 have, a, you have an issue with the Cowboys here. So, uh, what are we doing with them this week? Big home favorites, another big total. That defense has been atrocious. Uh, Giants, Cowboys, what do you got, buddy? I mean, I can't believe they fell behind 20 points at home against the Browns. <laughs> Third straight week, what are they doing? Um, and it just, I knew it was coming. Uh, the Dak show with all of his receivers, I knew it was coming. Uh, it took a lo- little bit longer than I was expecting. It was like the end of the third, and I was like, hey, maybe this won't burn me this week. And then, obviously, um, that happened pretty quickly. So, I don't think they want uh, Dak Prescott to air it out 50 times a game. He's uh, on pace for 804 passing attempts, which would easily break the all-time record. I think if they can build a lead, this should be the Zeke game. I'm still fine with, you know, any of the wideouts, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup. We know Cooper's uh, stats at home have been awesome throughout his career, especially in this time uh, in Dallas. Had the big game last week. So, I mean, I'm fine with any of them, but this feels like a Zeke game. And then on the other side, got to like Daniel Jones. Uh, He's pretty cheap if you want to pay down a quarterback. A lot of people did that with Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. Ended up working out. And uh, should be a pretty good spot for him. You know, Dallas's defense has been giving up a lot of production to quarterbacks. So, yeah, I'm fine going there. Um, the wideouts, Evan Ingram looks pretty good. So, yeah, there you go. Take your pick on the, on the Giants side. Yeah, I like, the, I like the Jones call. I mean, this guy hasn't thrown a touchdown in, in the last three weeks. So, people are going to look at that and say, I, I'm not playing this guy. I mean, he, he's had 9, 10, 11 DraftKings points the last three games. But the schedule – I've been absolutely brutal here. So let's get over to our resident Cowboys expert. Chop, what the hell's going on with your team? How, how are you liking my, my reject coach, Mike McCarthy, over there? <laughs> How's that treating you? And, and what do we do here, uh, Giants and Cowboys, uh, here on DraftKings? You know, Mike McCarthy is fine right now because it's an upgrade over what we had. It's the defensive coordinator. It's the defense in general. Obviously, we can see that. But uh, – Man, I tell you, you, you know, you mentioned, Derek mentioned uh, they want to run the ball. That would be one way to kind of keep your defense a little bit disguised. That's one of the things you can do. The problem with it is, is we're, we're mindset, our mindset has been Dallas has one of the top two or three offensive lines in, in the NFL for several years now, a, lo- a long time now. That's not the case right now. You know, uh, Lionel Collins isn't coming back this year. He was one of the best, if not the best, in the game. Tyrone Smith just came off of the IR, so he's barely back, and he's not, man, he's moving around very gingerly these days. He's not as good. And some of the other names in that offensive line you wouldn't even recognize. So it's not the same offensive line, so it's not as easy for Zeke to get those those big games and just to nurse that clock like that. So – that's why I temper my expectations with Zeke a little. The offensive line isn't good. But, man, if there's a get-right spot for Dallas, this has got to be it. you got to do something with the defense here. So, uh, 
But I think you, you can go back to Dak and Zeke and um, pick your poison. Cooper or Lamb, as long as Cooper's healthy and Lamb are, are healthy, Gallup is out of the mix for me. And Dalton Schultz, and Dalton Schultz is in the mix. So any of those guys paired with Dak Prescott is fine. And this is the week the Giants got to get it done. Like, if you can't get it done against the Cowboys defense, you're just never going to get it done. So fire me up some Darius Slate, man. Give it, give it to me, man. I want, is Golden Tate even going to play in this game? Like, he's, he's trying to fight everybody. They might set up a little boxing match. He might, he might be uh, – I, I don't know what, if they're going to suspend him or not, but that was, that was a real full-fledged brawl after that game last week with Jalen Ramsey. So, I don't know, but Darius Slayton's the number one wide receiver anyway. I, I'll be firing off Darius Slayton here. And, and Daniel Jones, I like that call. And, and isn't there a connection here? Like Jalen Ramsey is – Jalen Ramsey Tate's. is married to Golden Tate's sister – or, or no, 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 uh, baby's mom, baby, ba- she's got his baby. baby mama drama. Oh, that's what, she's got his baby and he dumped her. He broke up with her. So Golden Tate had some bad blood there because of that. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to fight in the locker room after the yeah, game. I guess yeah. he was waiting outside the door. That's, like- that's real, that's real life bad blood. That's not just on the football field. So I, I get it, but I don't know. Well, maybe we could set up a, a Siege versus Golden Tate boxing match. We got to get one of these boxing matches to, to get going here. I mean, no, what the hell? Are you dra- kidding me? You, you want to put Siege up against a, a pro football player? Yes, I, I oh, want to put go, him up against go, anybody. We go Jalen and Golden Tate as the number one uh, guy on the undercard is DC and Siege. And then we'll yeah. fill it in after that, whoever. <laughs> like, if, if the guy from <clears> – <throat> If the barstool president wants to be in the be in our boxing match, I'm sure we can find somebody to uh, box him too. There we go. We're getting the card set up here. So how about a betting pick here? Chop your Cowboys minus nine and a half at home, fifty four on the total. This is so bad, man. This is bad. I, I just, you know, it'd be a total homer pick to take Dallas, so I can't do it. So. I just think that I think the Giants are going to score points. I'll take the over. I'm taking the over here as well. I mean, these games are 60, 70, 80 points uh, every single week with Dallas. I, I don't see that changing here. I do think the Giants offense gets it going here. I will agree on the over. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, it'll be 40 to 10 for the Giants at halftime. So give me the over. And by the way, we went four and one last week on picks that we all agreed on. So, you know, take, take that to uh, your local Yazzy, Jazzy, whatever the hell his name is, and uh, do with it Zazzy. what you will. Zazzy, Zazzy, I'm going to get it right one of these times. Zazzy. Let me tell you something about Zazzy. He's a diehard Philly fan. So when his Eagles won that game on Sunday night, all I had to hear for the next uh, 24 hours was how the Eagles were in first place and yada, yada, yada. Oh, man, just terrible stuff. When your team's one, two, and one, and they're in first, and you're excited about it, I mean, I, hey, I guess, but what a terrible division here. Child, I'd have been doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, if your Cowboys were one, two, and one, you'd be ecstatic right now. I'd be first, like, so. first place, where, you know, you're going to make the playoffs. It's all good. Oh, by the Barstool president, you know who his beef is with? Roger Bob, Goodell. Bob, Bob Mennery, the, the guy who does Oh, the, really? Oh, wow. And that's oh. what I was thinking of. They could be on the undercard, too. Yeah, they, they had a little grudge if you go <laughs> what, back and look at Twitter from last beef, year. What's his beef with Bob, man? That's it's awesome. <laughs> no, no. I think Bob more had the beef with him because, okay. you know, Barstool kind of pops off a little bit. But, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good grudge match right there. I mean, you could get Barstool against uh, Roger Goodell as well. They had a little issue around the draft with all that going on. But – uh, let's get back to it. Finish up here. Last game on the slate, Indianapolis 
travels to Cleveland Indy road favorites here minus three uh, big news here obviously Nick Chubb going on the IR uh, which means Kareem Hunt steps in but Derek Indy number one overall defense uh, DVOA been very good defensively here so I'm expecting Kareem Hunt to be very popular on the slate so what do we do there with Chubb out uh, we saw Odell finally come alive maybe we go back to that route or are you not buying on that big game and then Indy it's they, they're winning games, but it's ugly. I mean, you're not getting much from, from Phillip rivers, the passing game, Jonathan Taylor has not looked good uh, over these last couple games here. So interesting game here, maybe, maybe more from a football perspective, but uh, what do you got here to finish this out? Colts and Browns. Yeah. I wouldn't call cream hunt like my favorite running back play, but he's certainly up there. Um, I like Mike Davis a little bit more than him, but uh, with Nick Chubb out, we know the Browns want to run the football playing at home uh, and I will always take volume over matchup when it comes to the running back position. So uh, fire me up with some hunt. I know Dearness Johnson ended up getting 13 carries last week, but hunt was kind of dealing with an injury. And so they kind of didn't give him a ton of work and he's just been a touchdown monster and he's been a big part of the passing game as well. So love the spot for him. Um, you know, the Colts like to keep everything in front of them. So it might be the Landry over Odell game, maybe even Hooper. But none of them really stand out to me. And then just not a ton of interest uh, on the indie side. Hey, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor. You know, he had that big game early, and he just hasn't been great. Maybe this is the time he breaks out uh, when he's going to be low-owned. But for me, I just don't have a ton of interest on the indie side. And as far as the Colts against the run, I mean, they, they really have an outside of Dalvin Cook. I mean, they, they did face Robinson in, in week one. But uh, the last two weeks, the Jets and the Bears – which I, I played way too much David Montgomery in week four. I don't know why a guy never play, but uh, that clearly didn't work out. So you, know, you, you look at those numbers with a grain of salt here. So Hunt's honestly going to be one of those guys I like. If he gets overly owned, I'm okay fading it. But uh, this could be a smash spot here against Indy. So Chop, discuss that, the rest of the Browns offense, and then anything on the Indy side of, of interest here against Cleveland. Indy is a, a you know, fade for me. Just – yeah, just like you guys said, our, our own astute boss, Dan Bach, posted a video uh, last week of Jonathan Taylor running into the back of his offensive lineman. And that's that's his deal, man. That's why I would have – I had question marks with him coming out. Like, he's got all the metrics. Yes, he's huge and the breakaway speed to go with it, but none of those metrics account for does, do you see the hole and can you get to it and can you make that move to get to it? And, you know, can you read the blocking? He doesn't do that very well. So as long as he keeps running into the back of his offensive lineman, I'm going to pass in these, in these kind of matchups. So I don't want Indy on Cleveland. Like I hope Odell is super high on coming off that big game because he's, he's a big bust in this game. Maybe it's Jarvis Landry, but the one guy I really like is Kareem Hunt. I know Indy, I just kind of perusing over the numbers like the best running back performance against them so far this year was 63 yards out of Dalvin Cook, who's very good. So it's not a good matchup. But then again, this is a heck of an offensive line for Cleveland. They they open up some big holes, and I think he can. I think he can get. Uh, I think he can get some daylight here. And, and like Derek said, the volume means everything for running backs. I've learned my lesson in that over the years of DFS. So forget the matchup and give me the volume. Give me Kareem Hunt. And he's probably a little bit too cheap. I mean, 6,500 is about what we've been paying. It was 61 and 6,200 the last couple of weeks. So uh, with Chubb out, you, you got to think he's, he's closer to a, a $7,500 player. So it's just one I want to keep an eye on the ownership. If it's not too high, I'm definitely with you guys. But if he's going to be overly owned, I'm okay going a different direction here. So 
Let's close it up uh, with our last betting pick here, Chop. We have Colts road favorites, minus three, 47 and a half on the total. The Colts have been good, but the Browns are sneaky three and one with that only loss being to Baltimore opening weekend. They're a solid team with a good defensive line, a good offensive line. I'm going to take Cleveland at home. I mean, they shouldn't be underdogs at home like this. No, so I'm taking Cleveland. I agree. It's one of those you wonder, you know, I, I, I thought Cleveland would be favored here. So it, it makes you scratch your head a little bit, but I'm going to go Cleveland. I, I would also not hesitate to take Cleveland on the money line here in this game either. So big, big fan of the Browns here this week. Derek, final pick here for week five. What do you got? Make it three for three. Give me Cleveland. Philip Rivers right. always finds a way to mess these games up. Yes, he does. And that will wrap us up uh, for the analysis here for week five. Boys, anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here uh, on the slate, outside of the slate, uh, boxing matches, COVID, anything you want to talk about here before we wrap up for week five? Chop, we'll start with you, buddy. No, nothing uh, nothing big. Just, you know, we got to be flexible with what we saw this past week is going to be in, in, indicative of what's to come with possible cancellations and and times being adjusted. You just got to be flexible. We're going to get our slates. We're going to have some fun, and I'm looking forward to week five. Yeah, I mean, don't be that guy complaining about this, that these games suck. Why are we moving this? Let's be happy we have football. I mean, it, we could be have nothing right now. So I mean, let's let's be honest, beer. We're like, who doesn't like a little two gamer on Monday night, man? Oh, that was awesome. I mean, I was flipping back and forth, and it was my team playing, but you know, got two TVs going, and it, it was and some was, baseball on too. Yeah, Shit, I, mean, yeah. I can't complain now. Chop, we do need the season long update though. I people, you wouldn't believe how many messages I get. People ask asking about your season long team so well i can tell you right now my man <laughs> cock Which, diesel cock diesel is three and one and i have the second highest point total in this 18 league right now oh young man you may know what you're doing here with this football stuff uh, well done so keep it rolling and go pick up damian harris so that, that's the move derek final thoughts here buddy week five what do you got yeah, they say uh, happy wife is the happy life. Packers are 4-0, so it's yes. a good time in the Noto household. Yeah, my wife could give a shit, but yeah, I, <laughs> I completely agree. So, uh, Pack looking good, life is good, uh, and week five looks like a fun slate. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, we are all always available on Twitter. Uh, you can message us right under the pod feed on the website. Uh, and if you want to go leave us a review, we're not going to beg you for reviews and all that. We do our thing. And hopefully you guys like it, but uh, if you feel like leaving a review, head over to Apple Podcasts and hook us up there. For Notorious, for Head Shopper, I am Beer Sansalu, guys. Thanks again for listening. Best of luck here in Week 5. We'll see you next week.